Okay, let us begin. Another day, another life, Baruch Hashem, that we're Zoha Hayom in Bekolo Tishmo, as we just learned this morning, that the most important thing is to focus on today, to focus on right now. Your past is your past, you can't do anything about that. The key is to focus on right now, and to live today, and to start today, and to live the moments that you have to live, that Baruch Hashem you're blessed to have right now, to try and create your thoughts, to create the day that you want to create. And that there's nothing stopping you from creating the day that you want to create. The only thing that sometimes stops us is our past, and our Yitzhahara likes to remind us of our past. Yitzhahara wants us to just think about our future. V'hasar satan milfanenu macharenu. Right, the Satan, the Yitzhahara, has us thinking about our past and has us thinking about our future. Because if you think about your past and you think about the future, in the meantime, what does he steal from you? He steals from you your present moment. Because I'm too busy thinking about my future, I'm too busy thinking about my past, so therefore my present moment is stolen. And that's all you have. So the Yitzhahara is a very conniving, smart person, well, not person, but he's a smart thing, that that's what he does. And he keeps us thinking about tomorrow, 10 years from now, how am I going to make a living? Or he has you think about things that you have no control over. Says the purity of speech, that's why we start off every day. We fight every day. We're not going to give in to the Eitzahara. We're going to fight and we're going to create the thoughts that we want to create. We want to think the thoughts that we want to think. We want to love every Jew, and we don't want to speak Lashon Hara. Day 36. Just as someone who has a degree needs to keep reviewing the material and renewing his license, just as a lifeguard must constantly review life-saving procedures, so too we must continuously review the halachas of Shmir Salashin, since we constantly use our power of speech. From the minute we wake up until we go to sleep, we must learn these halachas on a daily basis. Some of us might feel that we already know the halachas, at least the basics. So why do we have to keep on learning? So the reason is, right, it's known that the Manchester Rosh Hashiva did not miss one day of learning these halachas. Once upon leaving his home for a few days, he packed the Sefer Chavetz Chaim and remarked, how is it possible to go anywhere without the Sefer? Because what we need is we need a reminder always day, every day, as much as we can, how we want to live our life. Mi ha'ish ha'chafetz chayim, oev yamim liros tov. We want to see the good. We want to live a good life. We want to be happy. We want to love other people. We want to love ourselves. And the more we remind ourselves about that, the more we talk about it, the more a person puts that into his head and he forgets about his past. And his past doesn't bog him down. And a person is able to live today. The more and more a person does that, and specifically with Hilchas Lashon Hara, it's very important because that's where it begins. It begins with a person talking. It begins actually with a person thinking, thinking a certain way. And the more a person can flush his mind with positivity and love. And again, just to chazer over, very, very important point. If you have negative thoughts, you don't want to say, Oh, I got to get rid of my negative thoughts. I have negative thoughts. That alone, I, 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 I want to be, po- be positive, be positive. Saying be positive, be positive is a negative thought. You could say it's okay that I have this negative thought. You have to replace your negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Question, comments, and then we'll learn the halacha. Okay. Yeah, question, comments, we're good. We're not in it yet. Let's go. The halacha, excessive, yeah, Morty, no, no question, comments? Excessive praise. Oh. So what is it then? It's not, it's not, that's a positive thought. You're saying it's okay to have a negative thought, but that's not actually negative. Meaning again. talking about a negative thing, but what is it that you're actually talking about? It's not talking about, you're talking about thinking? Thinking, so what's a positive thought following a negative thought? It's okay that I'm having a negative thought. That would be a positive thought. That's saying it doesn't change 
the actual negative. No, 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 no. You finished so finish that first thought. Now I'm on to the next thought. You got it? Correct. It's not negative anymore. You have a negative thought, then you say, it's okay that I have a negative thought. You just had, a, that's, that's a positive thought. That was before. It's a negative thought. It's only a thought. Okay. Yeah? Says the Chavetz Chaim. You're not allowed to praise a person in front of someone who doesn't like him. Why is this? Because it is very probable that the listener will contradict you by saying, oh yeah, you really think he's so great? I could tell you information about him that will make you change your mind. You're not allowed to praise someone in an extreme manner, even if it is not in front of someone who doesn't like him. Why? Because some people have a natural instinct when they hear too much praise about someone, they automatically try to find his faults and talk about him. One of the exceptions to this rule is if you're praising a well-known tzaddik, in such a case, you don't have to worry because everybody knows he's a big tzaddik. It is best to, to avoid mentioning someone's name in the presence of someone who doesn't like him. Why? Because it will instigate the listener to talk Lashon Hara. For example, Mr. Katz and Baruch are neighbors who don't get along well. So you mentioned to Mr. Katz, oh, so I hear Baruch went away for the summer. Right? That's an aliyup for Lashonara. This comment may instigate Mr. Katz to explain, yes, I'm thrilled to have vacation from him. Therefore, it is best to avoid even the slightest mention of the name Baruch to Mr. Katz. I think that's pretty clear. So it's very difficult when you mention, to be very careful mentioning someone's name to someone who you know doesn't like him so much, because you know just by mentioning his name and talking about him, that that's something that will instigate Lashon Hara, and therefore you tripped him up. That's why I always say you have to be careful in general to try not to talk about people as much as you can, because you never know who's holding with, with, with who, where, and what. Okay, question, comments, yes. Oh, Reb Zev, yes. Has what? Has what? Has a with, with somebody else? Yeah. You have to say to him, you know, this guy has a problem with um, um, trying to fix it up. Yeah, okay. If you're, obviously, if you're making shalom between them, that's good, but you have to be careful because sometimes you tell someone, oh, this guy has a problem with you, it brings up brings apart. If, if you're trying to make shalom, of course. If you're trying to say, you know, maybe you guys can work it out. Yeah, good point. Yes, Toby. Uh, so the same Well, 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 right, you could try, right, you could try and fix it, you could try and fix what you said, but once you tell Lashon Har about somebody, it's hard to take that back. What are you going to say? You could say, I apologize, I made a mistake, it's not true, but it's hard. If the word goes out, you say, oh, that guy, he's such a, he's such a, you know, lazy guy. So people hear, oh, Dovi's, uh, I like what Dovi has to say about things, I... I respect Dovi, and Dovi said that this guy is one of the most, this guy's a lazy guy. So in my mind, it's going to be hard to get out of my mind. We'll talk about it. We're not here yet when we get to accepting Lashon Hara. Accepting Lashon Hara is a very powerful thing also. Try not to accept it. But yeah, once you say it, what are you going to go back and say, how many people do you know heard about it? Right? I have no idea. You tell it to one guy, he says, oh, lazy guy. You tell three people, oh, yeah, he's a lazy guy. Oh, he's a this, he's a that. Can't go and. Yes, yes. Um, my grandmother told me that um, words like uh, taking a pillow, mm-hmm. you open your mouth and start talking about right, right, right. taking a right, pillow, and cutting it open, and just the feathers just go All over the place. You'll never be at a. Right, yeah, very good. It's true. I mean, someone like Yassi guys, right? Yassi's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it, right? I ain't worried about Yassi. Yassi's only saying, uh, 
Now she's only saying good things about everyone. Okay, yeah. So that's uh, so it's best to avoid talking about someone because you have to be very yes, Effie. If you know someone doesn't like being praised, right? Should you not praise him in front of him? And well, one more time. If you know someone doesn't like being praised, that's a good point. I like that meaning. Don't praise him because then he's going to start saying about himself, "No, I'm a bad guy. No, I'm a bad guy." Yeah, could be. Could be. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. I mean, most people do like praise, even if they say they don't like it. They might be uncomfortable with it, but ultimately, people are not so afraid of the praise. Ah, oh, Rabbi Rosen's wife. Ah, oh, welcome, Rabbi Rosen's wife. Uh, my boy. Stop. Ah, uh, nice. Yes, Nisano. Does it apply to, like, the show brachas or weddings? Oh, great question. Right. Good question. Nisano's asking a very good question. Does this apply at Sheva brachas, at an ufruf, at a, at a simcha? <clears throat> I mean, it's brought down lahavdal. I mean, I don't know lahavdal, but I'm saying a, a hespit, it's brought down that you're allowed to exaggerate a little bit by a hespid. Yeah. It's a good question. I like that question. Chayra, it's true. You could praise someone, you know, he has a few times in his life where he gets to be praised. But yeah, also, you know, most people at those are simchas, they're enjoying, you know what I mean? It's a different, it's a different energy when you're at a simcha and you're talking about someone. People enjoy that. It's not like you're just sitting around in a room talking about someone, how great he is. You know what I mean? When you're at a simcha, when you're at an ufruf, and all the friends and all the family are celebrating together, it's not, as, it's, it's not so much in the, in the in, you're not in enemy territory. L'chaira. But it's a good point. L'chaira, it's a good point. Obviously, you can't exaggerate. You know? you have to, there has to be some type of basis for what you're saying. You have to be careful. The person always has to be careful. Yeah, Hashem should help us all. Yes, from Zev. Yeah. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Chasashom, size. Hopefully you're not in that situation. What does that mean? That's, that, that would be sad. Right? That would be a sad situation. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. As the only day that we have is today, that's, that's all we have. Hayom and Mekolo Tishmo, that's all we have is to try and learn the halachas, to try and create a day of love, of positivity, of judging favorably, to see the good, to try and find the good. That's the key. You have to try as best as you can to try and find the good, even if you don't find it. Even if it's hard to see it, and it's something that's, that, 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 that is a work in progress. It's something that has to be done every day. Just like the learning the, the Hilchus Lashon Hara. It's not something that a person just learns and says, Oh, I know the Halachas. It's not about knowing the Halachas. It's like Masil Yisharim. You don't say, Oh, I learned from Masil Yisharim. The Ramchal says it beferish. He says it straight out. You don't learn Masil Yisharim. You, you have to remind yourself of what life is about every day. You have to remind yourself, especially in our generation where there are a lot of reminders and there's a lot of pushing against the truth. There's a lot of pushing against what life is about. And what we can try and do is every day to try and be machazik ourselves, to not speak Lashon Hara as the Chavetz Chaim promises us. If we learn to say for every day, we will be protected from I'm talking about any Jew, us and all the Jewish people. Okay, let's begin as we were trying to do yesterday, Baruch Hashem, we, we couldn't even get into the next step because Baruch Hashem, we had a lot of clarity together talking about relationships and talking about love and talking about Ahavas Hashem, which we said there are three parts to loving Hashem. Let's just do a quick Chazara. There are two pillars of being a Jew. Pillar number one is Yira, and pillar number two is Ahava. Yira is not what we thought it is. Yira is not that Hashem is a monster and Hashem is going to punish me. That's not Yira. That's called Yira Sa'inish, which is the lowest level. 
Yira, true Yira, Malashan Ri'ia, means that I have a relationship with Hashem. I develop a relationship with Hashem. Hashem's like a friend of mine. That's what the Mesil Sharm says. The Ramchal says, He literally is like your friend. And then after that, you come to higher levels of awe, and you realize God, as Ellie said last week, He's not just the God, God as the big God. He's my God. I have a personal relationship with Him. Then we moved into Ahava. Ahava is not also what we think it is because we live in a society where love is all about feelings. Ooh, Natan. Guys, you got to know this holy Jew over here, Natan. Welcome, 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 welcome. It's good, he knows. Right, so love, love, the world is selling love and how funny it is that there's such a lack of love. You think with all the sales of love, right? You think with all the sell of love and good feelings, right? Everybody would be so satisfied. But how ironic is it that nobody's loving, everybody's hating, right? There's more hate. You even see, I'm, I'm, it's sad to say, it's not the, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a proud American. I'm a proud American, um, grew up American. I love America, and I, I, I can be honest with you, it's sad for me to see that there's so much hate. There's so much hate in America. There was never hate. Right? We just spoke about Europe and the Holocaust. America was so much love. So even now you see in America, there's so much hate. There's hate. Why, why is there so much hate? Come on, everybody. What do you mean? Go to the movies. Go get some popcorn. Go enjoy. Go to the, what's the problem? Why is everybody, why is everybody hating on everybody? Why? because they sold everybody a big fat lie. It's about commitment. It's about dedication. It's about, it's about sticking with something through thick and thin. It's not about money. It's not about glory. It's not about being famous. That's not what it's about. It's about dedication. That's what Ahava is. And then here comes the Ramchal, and he says what we're all waiting for. Then what happens? Here he goes. Hasheni hu asimcha. And I want to make this so clear to everybody. Simcha is not a Hasidic, um, um, cute, nice thing that is popular because of Uman and Breslov. Anyone who thinks that Simcha is, has anything to do with being Hasidic or being uh, Breslov or, you know, that's like a, a cute thing. Oh, they're all happy and jumping around. Doesn't know what Hasidus is and doesn't know what Judaism is. Why? Because it's very clear. Simcha is a, a pillar of a relationship with Hashem. Now, what is Simcha? He says, like David says, If du has Hashem b'simcha, bowl of fun of Bernana. The tzaddikim are happy. Who are depressed? Who are the depressed people? I've never met, I've said this many times, I've never met somebody giving into his tithes. I've never met somebody who's in bed, who's not pushing himself, who's not working on himself, who's not dedicated to something, who's happy. A person who's committed, and this is why it's a great segue, it comes right after your commitment. Right? If we're saying, if we're defining that ahava, that love is commitment, what comes after commitment? Happiness. It's not that happiness comes from a lack of commitment. People think, oh, oh, I'm too stressed with my commitment, so I'm not happy. It's the exact opposite. That could be you're committed to the wrong things. It could be that you're not asking why. It could be that you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. But true happiness comes when a person is able to stick to his commitments. And he's able to rise above his desires. And he's able to actually develop himself. He's actually able to develop himself. As simcha is malashin tzmicha. Simcha and tzmicha are the same. When you're growing, when you're pushing yourself, no pain, no gain. There's no greater, there's no greater happiness. Right? Reb Tzvi, well, pick Reb Tzvi. Reb Tzvi is sitting around. I know I, I, know, I didn't even speak to him about this. He's sitting around and he's limping and, he, and, he, and his, what is it, your foot? His foot hurts. His, his head hurts, right? He's this. But you know what? You know what? There's an inner good feeling that a person has 
There's an inner good feeling that you have, that you're limping from, from, from what? Nachon? Got to check the Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Eina Shechina Shoira. Listen to this. Where does the Shechina, when do we, when do we have Tisha We have Tisha is a time where the Shechina leaves us. There's a sadness. If you're not happy in your Avodah Sashem, if you're not happy, if you don't have a happiness, then you're missing something in Judaism. It's not the pshat that Judaism is making me not happy. That can't be. It's a, it's a paradox. It's a contradiction. Because it means that you don't know what Judaism is. Because Judaism is filled with fulfillment, feeling good about yourself. That's what Hashem wants, as we said yesterday. Call Yisrael Yeshlehem Chelech Olam Haba. Everybody has Olam Haba. Everybody gets Olam Haba. The question is, who has Olam Haza? Who's able to enjoy this world? And when a person, he says, Amar of the Medrash says, Amar Rabbi Ibu, Keshitiyah Omei When you're davening, listen to what he says. Yehi Lipcha Sameach Alecha to be thankful and to be happy. It's not the shot that happy people are thankful. People think, oh, he's a happy guy. He's, he's so positive with everything. No. A positive person and a thankful person is happy. When a person realizes, I can dive into Hashem. When a person realizes, I have the gift to be a Jew. When a person realizes, I'm able to be an Eretz Yisrael. When a person focuses on that, it says, The Yetzirah keeps you down. The Yetzirah wants you in your Averis. The Yetzirah doesn't want you to look at the opportunities that you have. The Yetzirah doesn't want you to be happy. As he brings down, he brings down, Tachas, all the curses, like we said yesterday, come because we don't appreciate what we have. A Jew's relationship is dedication, commitment. And then what comes out of that is his understanding of what he has. His understanding to look for what he has. To find what you have. To find the happiness. And if a person is not happy, and, and I, and I want to hear from you guys, if a person is struggling with happiness, I'm going to say this again, it's so important to know this, if you are struggling with your happiness, it is not, it's not a reflection of your Judaism, meaning maybe your Judaism, of what Judaism teaches. What Judaism <coughs> teaches is happiness. Judaism teaches to feel good about yourself. Judaism teaches for us to be in and have a good relationship with Hashem. Most people who are the tzaddikim, uvechein tzaddikim, one of the first things we say on Rosh Hashanah davening, uvechein tzaddikim, what does it say? It says, yiru v'yismachu, right? They have happiness. The more you meet somebody who is working on himself, the more you find happiness. When someone is depressed, it's because he's detached from holiness. He's detached from God. So checking yourself in a world of depression, in a world of anxiety, in a world of doubt, in a world of sadness, Judaism, spirituality, connecting to God in the proper way is your ticket to to be happy. It's your ticket to figure out your meaning in life, your purpose in life. Yes. Shaya. So, how does a person like reinvent this wheel 
every single morning, every single day of like search like how does a person not get lost in the sauce because 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 it's gonna happen that you go through your day and everything happens and you stop like appreciating and stop like paying attention and, and that's a whole vita to rethink every single day and reappreciate like that's why we're here. So that's why. So great question. Yeah. I know that's why we're here. But that's why we're here. Person on a practical level in life, do that every single day. Right. Forgetting eventually. So I'm saying it's ten. It's ten o'clock in the morning every day. What do we want to do? Yeah, go. No, I think the problem is that we depend our happiness on dot dot dot. If it's money, if it's our parents, and and we we gotta detach from that. If you're happy, you want a million reasons because you're alive. There's a guy that's dead. There are so many techniques to, to be happy. The statistics that you would, you would be born to a religious family to appreciate somewhat of Hashem, it, it's, it's retarded, but we don't think about it. We're the parents, kids. They could be like, we're not happy with what... The happiness is not dependent on your son. If you have a problem, go sit with your psychologist. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So what are those techniques I'm saying? Right. So, you so, 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 so Rapsi is saying one technique that Rapsi is saying is he's saying gratitude, which is look around, look around like that line we said with the guy who, who doesn't have legs, right? And he says, oh, right? Everyone asked me how I could be so, so positive with, without my legs. And I told them, I don't know how you could be so negative with your legs. That's number one. Number one is gratitude. But I want to say something on what Rabbi Svi is saying in your question. This is so important. Happiness and simcha and relating to Hashem on a daily basis and realizing what it is to be a Jew and realizing what it is to be happy, to be satisfied, is something that you have to work on. It's something that you have to work on every day. It's something that you have to wake up every day and you have to commit yourself. You said a very key word. You said, if things happen to me, you create what you want. You create what you want. You are the captain of your ship. If there's one thing you learn when you graduate high school, and when I say graduate high school, it's nothing to do with, nothing to do with having a diploma. It has to do with graduating high school because there's some people who could be 35 years old who are still in high school. When you realize that my life is my responsibility and my happiness and my connection to Hashem is my responsibility and I'm the one who has to fuel that. So Shai is saying, okay, bottom line, how do I do it? You commit yourself to do it. You commit yourself to do it. You find the good things that you have to find. You search for positivity. You don't speak Lashon Hara. You read books on that. And I've said this many times. People want to know. I've had this many times. Somebody will sit with me. I want to work on being happy. What's usually the first question? Let's see. Israel, you'll know this. Let's see. Morty, what's the first question I'll ask any, the guy? Do you read any books? There you go. Out loud. Say that again. Do you read any books? A guy will say, I want to be happy. I want to learn how to be happy in Judaism. My first question is, how many books did you read on happiness? Usually the answer is what? None. So I want to be happy. You want to be happy. Like the rest of the world that nobody is happy. But when you work on it, and you know what it is to be a Jew, you know what it is to daven, that's what he says. He says, when a person realizes, I'm able to learn Torah, I'm able to do mitzvahs, I have three meals a day. He says, Hashem wants me to close to him. And he says, Kol ma shezocha adam likanis. This is the lie. Listen to this, everybody. The lie is the closer you get to Hashem, the happier you are. The further you're from Hashem, the sadder you are. That's what he says. Yoser, that a person is able to come close to Hashem, more happiness will come. So if you want to gauge what your level of your connection to Hashem is, you have to ask yourself, what's your level of happiness? What's your level of appreciation? That's, that's, a, very, that's a very, very strong, honest thing to ask yourself. Ask yourself. Yes, Rabbi Ehrman. I think if it's Sibra would understand that throughout the whole day, the, our brain is sending us hundreds of thousands or millions of subconscious messages that we don't even realize what's taking place, and that, and that, that keeps us in a certain status of where we've been until now. And in order to break, in order to break that pattern of a natural 
either happiness or unhappiness. Beautiful. So we don't realize what's going on, but in order to create the happiness, you have to realize that we're, oh, we're, our automatic state is is uh, is built on, on subconscious. Beautiful, beautiful. Well said, Rabbi Ehrman. I want to say, besides that point, well said, is that there's something called the Yetzirah. And the Yetzirah is Nachash Afar Lachmo. His main goal is to keep you down. We said this morning. It's not to do an Avera. That's not his prerogative. The Yetzirah is not trying to make you do an Avera. The Yetzirah is trying to make you feel low and sad and not to be happy. You know why? Because when a person is happy and he feels good and he feels good about himself and he has confidence and he's appreciative and he's positive, so what's stopping him? Nothing. Nothing. It means I'll get through my learning, I'll get through my davening, I'm nice to people. When you're a miserable person, when you're sad inside, everybody around you suffers. You suffer the most and then you spread your stinky smell of sadness and negativity. When you're happy, what do you spread around you? Love and positivity. So the Yetzirah keeps a person away from this Iker Gadol, Bavur Hashem. Yes, Shalom Yeah, I think what Chad's asking, or not, and I'm asking is, I don't know, is basically, so when we start doing what we're saying here, right, uh, be committed and to grow and all these things, and then the result is we're happy, and, and then we're, we continue doing we get happier and happier, and then we forget it, and then we go back and, and think, like, the question is, like, how do we, how do we, how do we remember every day? How do we, like, every... Right. So that's, so that's it's why... Not for a year, for 10 years, like, in 10 years, you wake up and you're not happy anymore because you forgot about... You don't, you don't just wake up and you're not happy. It comes, like Rabbi Ehrman's saying, it's consistently, it's consistently... Right? That's the quote, the, the, the profile of the quote chat is, right? Is... Is people think that you? Um, I, I can't believe I forgot it. No, what's the? What is it? Yes. How does it go? People often say. People often say that happiness doesn't last. People also often say that being appreciative doesn't last. Seeing the good in things doesn't last. Well, either does bathing or showering. That's why we recommend it daily. So what is he saying? Ramchal is teaching us that a person to be aware. And to say, first of all, what is happiness? First of all, what is simcha? He's saying it's an ikr gadol. He's saying it's a main foundation to being a Jew is having simcha. Like I said, that's how I started off. It's not a luxury thing that really, what's the main thing of being a Jew? He doesn't say the main thing of being a Jew is davening, is learning. Those, of course, are byproducts. But who's davening? Who's learning? Is a miserable guy learning? Is a miserable guy davening? Or a person says, wow, I'm so thankful that I can daven to Hashem. I'm so thankful that I'm a Jew. I'm so thankful. And everyone has stories. Everybody has stories of times where you daven. And Hashem answers us. And Hashem listens to us. And we're Jewish. And we're from. And we're in this world. And we're in yeshiva. And we have three meals a day. We don't have to worry about anything. We're working on ourselves. People go outside to the, quote-unquote, the real world. You go outside to the real world, it's nasty. I spoke to someone yesterday, he says, just being in yeshiva, just being in this yeshiva, just being on a moshav, is so, so therapeutic, is so healthy for a person to be amongst uh, a yeshiva with positivity and love. That doesn't exist. So a person says, wow, I'm so blessed. When a person realizes, and he says that, he says, he says, "Ki kol kach hayisam is gaberes pekirba asimcha shekvar sasaima yimisnanenos." He says that a person is so thankful to Hashem on his opportunities, on his opportunities in life, how blessed he is, how much we have how much we're given. He says, and the more a person realizes that, and the closer you get to realize that, the happier you become. Yes, Dovi. I understand the how, like how you get to this point, and like, you know, what are the details and steps, but what and the when, more the when, I mean, 
about when, when authentic, uh, what is it, real, authentic, sustainable happiness, when that kicks in. So because even on top of what we were talking about before, with the negativity coming in, and it's just a moment, and how it changes briefly. And so besides the fact that we're talking about here, there's still the concept of that negativity in Lashahara, which is even if you have this, I'm curious when that comes into play, because when is there, when is that, when you actually have it, you still have it. So you ask the guy, you pull him off the street, are you happy? You know, he's not gonna, only he's gonna say sad, you know, unless he's actually happy. So like, and he's not gonna define happy, because like, so then where is he holding? But is, is that, is that authentic status? Or is it when, like Rabbi was saying, like, when you're spreading, when you're only spreading it out, I have to only be spreading out my So, 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 so Dovi, I think, I think, good, very good point. I think the key over here is, am I a victim or am I an owner? What do I mean by that, right? Am I a victim or am I an owner? Meaning, is happiness something that I'm waiting, as Ripsi said before, as I'm waiting for happiness to get me, or I'm going to get happiness? Am I going to choose today? Today is Tuesday. I have another however many hours till it becomes Wednesday. I have this Tuesday. This is the only Tuesday, this Tuesday, that I'll ever have in my life. Do I want to choose and work for happiness today or not? Am I going to own my responsibility? Am I want to be happy? Or I'm going to wait for someone else, for something else, to make me happy? And if you're waiting for other things, other people, other situations to make you happy, then Shaya has a great question. Because I gotta hope and pray that today I'm gonna be delivered happiness. I'm not gonna be delivered happiness. I wanna deliver happiness. I don't wanna wait for happiness to get me. I wanna figure out, that's why when I said, and, and Shaya answered, and everyone knows, how many books did you read on happiness? Oh, I'm just not happy. I'm just not happy. My mom's not happy. My dad's not happy. I live in a family of negativity, and everyone is not happy, so I'm not happy. Okay, you know what that's called? What's that called? That's called a victim. That's called a victim. An owner says, I will figure out how to be happy. And the irony is, the irony is that it has nothing to do with your circumstance. Because you can have millionaires, you can have billionaires, and I know them, who are depressed off their rocker who are sad, who are depressed, and they have a beautiful family, and they have everything going for them, but they're miserable. And then you could have a person who is a simple Jew, a simple person who walks around and shines from happiness. Yes? It's possible if anyone wants to do the Kabbalah over 40 days, to many times throughout the day to just work on some Echelka or to the good, He'll raise his, his natural state of happiness. Of course, of course. Of course. And you do it for one, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. We, a hundred percent. It's anything, happiness, simcha is something that is, that is, that is like anything else, and even more than that. The Yetzirah is very strong against simcha because it's so important. It's so important. Have a conversation with, with Rip Simcha Rabba, he'll tell you, right? It's just my name. Right, it's just your name. It's not just your name. Right? It's not just his name. Right? In yeah. the first page in the Puskin book, with yeah. the Guru of Happiness. Right. Gateway to Happiness. Everybody, I, I would like everybody to read that book. Right. His first line is that, actually, maybe it's not the first line, but very close to the first line, maybe the preface. He says that happiness is a skill that can be learned. Exactly. And it's like the biggest, like, Kiddish to most of the world. Like, correct. 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 Because part of the part of the part of the trick of happiness is people assume that it's something that that I'm supposed to get, I'm supposed to have, which is the exact opposite of that. It's not something that either you're a happy guy or you're not a happy guy. When a person realizes, as as says one of my best lines that I love. Create a great day. Create a how about create a happy day? Create a happy day. What does that mean? It means create a happy hour. Exactly. Create a happy hour. Rock the Brewskis, baby. Right. Exactly. Happy hour. Very good. 
Correct. But what's, but no, but that's a great line. Why? Because what is happy hour? Happy hour is, is that I'm depressed. I'm sad. And what am I going to do? Right. I'm, right. I don't, exactly. But that's the raya that you could create it. That they say this is happy hour. Now correct. Correct. But I got to go somewhere and I got to have the alcohol create my happiness. I gotta have the girl create my happiness. I gotta have the drugs create my happiness. I gotta have other stuff. That's gonna be my 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 happiness. So I feel bad for people like that. I'm I'm being serious. I feel terrible for people like that. Why? Because that means that means that they can't be happy by themselves. They're handicapped. They are handicapped. This guy without legs, who says I I don't get how you with legs are not positive. That guy is less handicapped than a guy who's got all the all the uh, physical abilities in the world. Yes, Effie. Yeah. It's true. The flies. Say that again. It's true. Everything in Eretz The flies are yeah. They're, they're Israeli flies. Ah. The flies are very committed. Very good. They are. They are. Nice. Have a good. As I was talking about commitment, I'll fly pull my arm, and I was just like, wow, I'm getting annoyed for a second. And then I was just thinking, wait, right before we were talking about commitment, and I smiled. I'm like, wow. Wow. Beautiful. And I want to say, Effie, thank you, and Rabbi Klein. You heard that, Rabbi Klein? Rabbi Klein. We just heard the mic, the press off the press. About the fly that Effie was saying, right? So you ready for this, guys? Everyone knows this? Here it is. We'll end off with this. Thank you, Effie. We'll end off with this. Everyone knows what a fly represents. Yossi, you know what a fly represents in Judaism? Anyone know? Yetzirah. Yetzirah. You know how committed the Yetzirah is to you? The Yetzirah is so committed to whack you out. The Yetzirah is so committed to make you down. The Yetzirah every day is coming at you. Imba lahargacha, hashkem lahargo. There's a din. If somebody comes into your house trying to kill you, he's coming in even if he's not trying to kill you. Baba Machteras. It's a whole sugya. That someone comes into your house, you are allowed to kill him. What does it say? Hash game, Lahargo. You have to be so much more committed. You have to be so dedicated. You have to be so focused. If the Yitzhahara is so committed to keep you down, the Yitzhahara is so committed to keep you besuffic. Ein simcha kataras asvekas. There's nothing more uliyishre lev simcha. When you know what you're doing, when you have laser focus, when you keep the main thing the main thing, when you're focused on what your life is, you're committed to what your life is, when you're committed to happiness, when you are, when you are someone who will, will not let anything get in your way to accomplish what you want to accomplish, then you're living life. You know why? Because then you're battling the fly that is so committed to get you. And the only way, the only way, the only way that a person will be successful, the only way is to get him back double, is to get him back, whatever level that means. That means if you suffer from anxiety, speak to Shimmy. Speak to Shimmy. How many, how many years? How many years? How many years, Shimmy? I just said uh, Shimmy because Shimmy's a great tzaddik. That's why, that's why I quote Shimmy. No, that's not why. He happens to be that, that also. <laughs> But why do I quote Jimmy? How many years? He's not 50 years old. How old are you, Jimmy? 19 years old. How many years have you been working on anxiety? Give a, give a number. Two, three years. Two, three years. 
Are you getting a little bit of a hold on it? He's getting a hold on it. Why? Because he's 19 years old. That means he started when he's 17 years old. And then a guy says, oh, I want to be cured from happiness. The Imrayama says he worked on judging someone Lakafskhus for 14 years. And we hear one sheer about judging someone Lakafskhus. And we're like, oh, I'm so angry at myself that I can't judge someone like Hatzchus. While the Imre Emes, who we can't even imagine who he was, is spending 14 years. Talk about commitment. Talk about commitment. Talk about commitment. I was just thinking also with the fly a little bit. They say, I mean, it's, uh, the Gemara talks about this also. But the fly, I think they say, doesn't live so long also. Basically lives one day. Right? Whatever it is. He doesn't live a long time. So the pshat is, is that he's got a lot to do. He's very, very focused on what he's got to do in his lifetime. His commitment to us, it's like, okay, I got this year, I got that year, I got five years, I got... Who's got so much time? What I mean by that is, everyone will live a long life, but my point is, how much time? So you graduated high school, you're here in Israel. How many years do you have to work on yourself? How many years do you have before you start, you get married, and you have to make a living, you have to deal with other people, how many years does a person have to truly, truly commit himself for himself? Binyamin. So I was just wondering, like, if, if you have, like, at this point in your life, you're in a depressed state of mind, is it better to fake it till you make it? Or to continuously just, like, for the first couple of days, you won't be happy, and then it will just be real? Right. So, so that's a good question. Um, I, I think that if a person has negative thoughts, which all of us do, a person suffers from sadness and he suffers from a type of depression or he's down. So then his first step is, I am going to keep the main thing the main thing. I am dedicated this next month, this next two months, this next week to start working through that. What happens is the depressed mind and the sad mind says, okay, I'm depressed, I'm sad. Well, Stam is like, that's hard because he's puts himself down. But the problem is he's not working it through. To work it through. It's not just something that's going to be fixed in a moment. It's something that you have to really dedicate yourself to. And when a person dedicates, like Shimmy was saying, I mean, I, 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 I would assume that it's okay for me to say, I mean, so you've had anxiety, so therefore you tackled it. You tackled it. I gave him a book in the summer. Finding Serenity was the first book I ever read on anxiety. Amazing book. Finding serenity in an age of anxiety. Shimmy saw the book. He right away says, Remy, can I borrow the book? He's in it. Next thing I know, he comes to Yeshiva a month later, and he puts the book on the desk to say, I finished the book. And he has a whole thing on that. What does that mean? That means he's committed to tackle his anxiety. One day, and already, I send guys to speak to Shimmy about anxiety. I, I'm already sending guys to a 19-year-old. That's why I call him Dr. Shimmy. What's going to be in 10 years from now? Right, for real, yeah. And again, I want to say this. Yes, Shimmy's a sweetie pie. He's a tzad. Hard. Shimmy makes it look easy. Hard work. Hard work. I myself, I myself had, had major anxiety. I didn't even know back in our day, we didn't even know what the word anxiety was. We didn't talk about it like you talk about it now. I just had these weird feelings going on that I didn't know what was going on. And then what happened? I said I worked. I remember I worked. Went to therapy. Spoke to people. Years, years. I said, I'm, ah, I got that's it. Ah, years, years, years. It's not just something you just take a pill. We live in a world, okay, right? People talk about it. Social anxiety. I walk into a room with 100 people, I get nervous, right? A lot of people have that. There's nothing wrong with you. That's the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to walk into a room with a lot of people. Not everybody has, there are some people who love it, who it gives them, who it gives them like a, a high, most people, most people, most people don't like that. And it brings them anxiety. So what do people do? Don't work it through. What I'll do is, before I walk in the room, I'll take a shot. That's what they do. So there it goes. That will solve the problem. That doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't solve the problem. Work it through. Speak to people. Understand it. Be dedicated to it. And it's hard. When it comes to simcha, happiness, part of the machala, part of the sickness of being negative is you're negative. So you're negative even about working things through. So you're like, oh gosh, I won't even, I won't even be able to make it through my negativity. 
Yeah, please, be Yes. 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 Oh. Um, I was learning gateway of happiness, and I also realized that a big part of the book is that it says that happiness is a mindset. It means like any situation you're in, you have a path, you can take a positive path mindset on it, or you can have a negative mindset. Mm-hmm. And you just have to decide to go on that positive path. Yes. Beautiful. Well said, Binyamin. Beautiful, Binyamin. And I want to say something. One of the, we'll get a little bit into the detail and then we'll wrap it up. It's getting a little bit late. The, the, one of the challenges, this is already a prot to detail in dealing with what Binyamin just said. One of the problems sometimes with this is that people don't want to hear that it's just a mindset. You know why? Because you've been depressed so long and you've been blaming people and you've been blaming your parents and you've been blaming the Rebbe You've been b- blaming the system. You've been blaming God. You've been blaming the Gemara. You've been blaming your roommate. You've been blaming the entire world for your misery. And to find out that it's actually just something in my mind, that's very, very, very um, uh, humbling. Right? It's very humbling to think like, whoa, 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 it's all a lie. You mean I've been lying to myself all this time. I could actually choose to be happy? It can't be. I could just choose to be happy. I gotta get rid of my roommate. I gotta make the million dollars. I gotta marry Miss America. I gotta go ahead and you know make millions of dollars and live that perfect life. Then I'll be happy. It can't be that it's just about making a switch in my mind. So a lot of times we're stubborn and we fight that reality. So that's just a prot in that. Yes. Oh. Yeah, uh, Dr. Justin, I'm sorry. Well, just, uh, you're going to say it's just a switch or yes. just a mindset. Yes. Yeah, but like you said before, to, to flick that switch takes, can take years. Correct. To right. recognize it and then work on it and then change Correct. it. Correct. 100%. 100%. Actually, but no, no, 100%. Mm-hmm. It's very true what Dr. Justin was saying, meaning he's a therapist, a psychologist. He knows this. The, 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 the consistent um, switching it, the consistency, the commitment to the happiness is the hard work, the commitment. But once a person is committed to that happiness, it's a much easier journey. When he realizes that it's that it's Awareness. in my, when he realizes that it's in my um, uh, ability, it's my. That's that's usually the problem is that victim mentality, where a person thinks that it's dependent on so many things, and he doesn't say, you know what, I can I can work on being happy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're right. It does take the day in, the day out. There is a lot of work that has to be done. But the switch of saying, I can become happy, right? I think that's the, that is, that is I think, your 90% way there. The second, I'm sure you see this with, with people when you speak to people. There's that, the light bulb of like, whoa, I could actually, you know, have a paradigm shift. You know, I could change the way I look. Nothing happened to me. It happens for me. You know, shifts like that. But yes, I agree. It does take work. Yes. So I was, I was getting busy writing over here, and then Remy was saying that the eights are hours after you every day. So I started like writing like, yeah, like he's at like I was in my head that he's like some monster. Yes, he is. And then I just remembered a story that happened to me in Chaikol. We met some like Rebbe, and the Rebbe said you have to you have to come back to my house. And we're like, yeah, we're coming, we're coming. And the Rebbe said that. Um, uh, the Yitzhara, like another Rebbe told me, the Yitzhara is going to make sure that nobody comes back to my house. So I was messaging Chaikol the other day, and we're like, why didn't we go back to the Rebbe's house yet? And now he's and Chaikol and I were like discussing, we're like, yeah, we're expecting some big Yates of Hara monster to come in the street with like a sword, like, you're not going to his house again. But really, the Yates of Hara was this little thought in my head, like, ah, I'll just go tomorrow, like, what's up? Like, yeah, obviously, like, you know what I'm saying? So so if we're, if we're trying to like set up blocks in our head to like block out the Yates of Hara, like maybe that's the Yates of Hara sitting blocks in his head and he's going through the back door. Yeah, yeah, well said, yes. Well, as I've said, well said. As I've said, Yaakov, Daich, what am I going to say? It's harder to get out of bed than it is to get out of your head. Correct, correct. Yes. Uh, Dovi, you had something, and then Shomazal. Oh, okay, well, we keep on going. Yes, Dovi. I'm going to bounce off first. I'm going to try to get out of your head. Oh, what did I say? Sorry. It's harder to get out of your head than out of your bed. Sorry. Yes, it's harder to get out of your head than it is out of your bed. Correct. Correct. Thank you, Yaakov. Um, so I, I, there's a concept that I, I, I heard about a little, a little while ago. There's something like the, the, the astronomers of the past, you know, Galileo, Newton, 
I'm not praising him. No praise. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, there's a concept that was that was discovered way back when, like where math came from. Where did math come from, right? They figured out that the entire world runs on math, and they and they figured you could do you find the math in a chair, you could find the math. Right. Okay. Find the math in a plant. Okay. So they wanted to know. So they wanted to know was math something that man created, or was it something that man discovered? Okay. Right. And it comes out, they figure that math is everywhere, so you know, something discovered. So there's two, two, two writers I'm going to come out here with. First is you can bring out happiness that it's in the world already, and that you have to go and find it. And there's a lot of other concepts, too, which Hashem says the problem. She created a problem, you know, a solution. So saying happiness is in that realm. Being Correct. that, being Correct. that, now I want to crunch the numbers just so you can see where Hashem put the math in front of us. Correct. Flies have how many eyes? Flies have six, a lot. six eyes, right? Six eyes and have one day to live. Human beings have two eyes and 120 years to live. And flies have a lot more clarity, if you want to say. And you can just see where the confusion comes with a human just based on that map. Yeah. That sounds smart. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, show us that we'll, uh, yeah. Like if you tell somebody who's like doing push time a day and four davenings, I don't know what, but he's not working Most himself, he's Monday. just static where he is, <laughs> he's just static where he is, then right. also there, uh-huh. you're getting cursed because you're not doing Correct. anything. Correct. And uh, ironically, Correct. what we know causes happiness is working on yourself. Right. So Correct. And working on yourself, and then it right. also causes happiness. 100%. 100%. Well said. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well said. Morty? When I... Don't be God, don't be God, what I was just saying. I know, I At the end of the day, the fact is, like, if you actually want to attain happiness, you have to be all in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Like, as long as correct, says, correct. Like, as long as it says, like, okay, like, yeah, you might not want to hear a mindset. If you don't want to hear it, you're not all in. Correct, 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 correct. Correct, correct. That's why, so Morty, you're following the Mesil Yasharim. That's why it comes after that commitment. Correct, 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 exactly. Yeah, Shem, yes, Rabbi Yesterday I asked Yudah Mattel why he thought that today's generation is happy turns towards drugs and alcohol. Not so many people do that. What changed? So you thought because of technology, smartphones, and everything so fast and easy, people came from a young age not to work hard, not to have a. Right. Hashem should help all of us. We should all be Zoha. Each and every one of us should be Zoha to to true dedication simcha. One of the things as we'll end off, one of the things that we know prevents us from our smicha from our growth is our past. It's one of the biggest things that holds a person back is being able to move forward in his future. Hashem should help us smash our rearview mirrors. Hashem should help us not deal <coughs> with our past. Hashem should help us not worry about our past, but rather to see a better today, to create the day today that I want to create. And if you have a challenge with happiness, if you want to work on <coughs> becoming more happy, Hashem should help each and every one of us to be dedicated and to be committed through thick and thin to read a book. Start Rabbi Pliskin's Gateway to Happiness. Speak to somebody about happiness. Go over to somebody who is happy. One thing I could say from um, this story, Rabbi Tzia, I told a few people the story. Make a list every day of things that you're thankful for. I say this all the time. 
right? Yitzi. Baruch Hashem, I'm lucky every morning. Every morning. I mean, sometimes I miss. <coughs> every morning when I walk from yeshiva, from my house to yeshiva, every morning I leave Yitzi a message. Yitzi leaves me a message, a message of gratitude, of thankfulness. And every time I do it, right after I do it, it could be a 50-second message. It could be a 40-second message. I feel better. I can wake up. I can be in a certain mood. The second I'm doing that, it makes a difference. Now, that could go disappear an hour later. So then you do it again, and you do it again. Hashem should help all of us to do the little things that can make a big difference. Amazing. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Shkoh. Wow. <laughs> I just posted this on the chat.